So this morning's conversation is going to be about Seminole County's iconic golf courses. With us today, please welcome our two presenters to the stage, Commissioner Lee Constantine of the Seminole County Board of County Commissioners and Rick Durr, Director of Leisure Services for Seminole County Government. Come on up, gentlemen. And the floor is yours. We're, we're not emceeing or anything. They've just got a show ready to go. Welcome, gentlemen. today um, because we're not talking about um, anything really that serious. We're talking about something that's going to be great addition to all of Seminole County. And Rick's going to give you a really nice dog and pony show uh, after I'm finished and uh, kind of show you some of the ideas we have for these uh, golf courses. But first I want to kind of like go into why why we did it, and then what we're going to have. And before I do that, I want to give you a, um, a good feel about Seminole County and part of the reason why we do this. Uh, I think almost everything that I do as the county is motivated by the fact that we want, in Seminole County, the best quality of life we can possibly have. The best quality of life. That's, uh, you know, Forgetting about issues, we want to live as well as we can. It's the reason people move here. And let's talk about some of the reasons we have in Seminole County today. And I'm, it's almost going to be like an advertisement, but I hope that you'll feel good about where you live. And those of you that are here today that live in Volusia or Orange, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Mitch just named us the best place to live in Florida, the best county to live in Florida. Stacker, another group that rates, listed us as the best place to raise a family in Florida. The OBJ listed us as the best place to work at home. That's pretty nice, huh? Since none of us are working at home. I don't have to tell you and thank you, school board, that we have the best school district in the state. And I'm not saying that because, you know, we like to say that and because it's A rated. I was chairman of the education committee in the Senate. There are five counties, there used to only be three, but there are five counties that are rated A consistently. I used to call them the three S's, St. John's, Sarasota, Seminole. And now we're included, which, which is kind of think, uh, Okaloosa and Clay County. By far though, and this is important, we're the largest school district to have an A rating. That's significant because also, also we have the greatest amount of diversity. So congratulations, school district, and I don't have to tell you many of you moved here because of the schools for your children. The, the insurance industry of the state of Florida just last, listed us class one fire department. I don't know if you understand how important that is. There's only four fire departments in Florida and only 40 in the United States that are listed as class one. And you business and homeowners get an automatic discount if you can get property insurance, an automatic discount on your property insurance because of that. We have the highest reserves in our budget. We have the lowest taxes in the region. We have the lowest employment, employee to citizen ratio in the state for our county. We have the lowest unemployment in the state, but the highest annual wages. We were the first in vaccination, the first in rent assistance. We had 104 events at our Bombay, um, um, uh, I say Boomba, 
Boomba, I said Bombay, sorry. Boomba, perfect this year, which is incredible. 104 uh, events. UCF just opened up Legacy right across the street in Seminole County, the first big venture in Seminole County. It's gonna be the state-of-the-art retirement center, education center in the state. We are the natural choice, the first in the fertilizer ordinance, the first in the land, uh, 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 lake uh, shoreline. We just got money from the state, federal, and ourselves to fix uh, 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 Little Wakaiva. Thank you, legislators. Um, we were the first to ban puppy mills. We were the first to allow chickens in the backyard without roosters. Uh, we were the first, Jason was just com not complaining, but saying he has to put out his garbage because of the bears. We were the first in the state to protect people and the bears together. And um, the sheriff has just indicated we have the lowest crime rate in the history of Seminole County. And we just bought, if you all saw, Rosenwald, which we're going to turn into a historic area in a traditionally African-American community in East Altamont, another part of our purchase for the culture and the heritage of Seminole County. And I don't have to tell you this, thank you, Tim and others, we have the best healthcare. You go to any street and there is a hospital or a healthcare facility on that street. So Seminole County has got a heck of a lot to be proud of. Now, everyone is struggling with golf courses. Golf is still popular, ask Eric at Top Golf, but it is not as popular in spending five hours, 18 holes, and, and, and that. So there's a lot of golf courses that are turning around. People see the ability to turn them into housing developments. Um, once again, think about that for a minute. There's a couple of reasons that that is unfair if you think about it. Those people that bought those houses on golf course communities, I guess didn't read the fine print, very small fine print that said, hey, could turn it into something else. This is not for perpetuity. But they've had this, you know, uh, moral, I think, and, and reasonable expectation that they were always going to live on the 14th green if they bought a house on the 14th green and not looking in the backyard of another housing development. They paid a premium. The other thing is just as Seminole County grows, and we are the third because we're the smallest county uh, size-wise, we're the third most densely populated county in the state. That includes the rural boundary and the, uh, the very small developments that we have along the Wakaiva and in the Wakaiva protection area. So in the north and the, I mean the south, excuse me, the east and the west, we have protected areas. But then along I-4, we are continually, uh, we are congested. We know that. We have a lot of people that live off of the I-4 corridor. And the fact of the matter is we need open space for people to enjoy that quality of life that we have talked about. So basically these things came to us not as planned that we were going to do it, but first, in, it was back in 2014 that we started talking about rolling hills. Folks, I grew up in Seminole County. My first house was on Bear Lake Road. My second house was on, it was, my family started making a few dollars and we moved to rolling hills. I know how important that community area is, not just for the people that live there, but for all of the southern part of Seminole County. And there, is, there, there was not as much space, livable space, 
that you could that you could find in South and Southwest Seminole County. So this coming available first as a you know, people wanted to do a development, but we saw the opportunity that we could take that historically significant built 1920 golf course and turn it into something that would be an amenity for all the folks in Seminole County. Now, at the same time, we felt that it was extremely important that the people that live around there have some skin in the game. So what we did was we made sure that we did we had an MSBU, uh, a, a municipal taxing unit, if you will, where they would pay a certain amount, a percentage, if you will, of the total price of the golf course. Why would you think that? Number one, the proximity to that. And number two, their valuation of their homes was going to go up. We saw all the, all the studies that had ever happened. And by the way, since that happened, I think that they have increased around there more than 20% in Rolling Hills, just by the fact that it's going to remain not a golf course, but a park amenity that all the people of Seminole County can enjoy. And then a few years later, in 2020, we started hearing rumblings about another development request that was going to come up in, uh, it actually was 2018, uh, in uh, 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 Deer Run, which is in Castleberry, as you all know, in the Castleberry area, near our uh, uh, Redbug Lake Park, which is very much um, um, used. It's, it's overcrowded all the time. We, we heard that, and we also heard about the Wakaiva Golf Club, which is in the Hunt Club area, in the Wakaiva Protection area. So we saw two more opportunities here. Opportunities that would not exist again. Opportunities to protect our natural resources and protect the quality of living for the citizens, not just that live around that park, those golf courses, but for all Seminole County residents. So we did the same thing with uh, Deer Run. We found an opportunity, we negotiated a price, we put it, we, we came up with a plan. We made sure we had plans that were pretty much doable before we bought them. We weren't gonna buy it and then say, okay, what are we gonna do with it? This gentleman here and his folks went to work as soon as we saw an opportunity before we even bought it and came up with plans plans that we could put into place plans that were that we had the that we we may not have the finances today but we had the finances over a course of time that we could do in a plan thing that would put a great park in rolling hills a great park and amenities others just like um you know using the clubhouse in in deer run and we did the same thing we asked them to to pony up we asked them to put skin in the game to make sure that they were going to participate because they were going to get the greatest benefit of those golf courses. And then we did, then we, um, then, uh, we looked at Wakaiva. Wakaiva, as I said, is in the protection area. So there was a, two things that were different than Wakaiva than is the other two. Number one, it's actually a, a, a golf course that is in operation and is making a profit. That's a good thing. 
that, that, there's not a lot of golf courses. Uh, the, the other two were not. They were dead. They were not running as golf courses. This is an active golf course. So we saw that amenity as an opportunity to continue the golf course, improve it, because there wasn't a lot of improvements that had been done in that golf course. It had just been remaining stagnant for a long time. Improve it and be able to continue to have that as an amenity that not only those people that live around there could enjoy, but also the people that live in all other parts of Seminole County could enjoy, find another place to golf, and of course, um, they, would, uh, uh, they would have the um, opportunity, we would have the opportunity to use this with not-for-profits, that they could do something. Now you have a county-owned facility that they could come in and do some of their golf, everybody loves to you know, do a golf tournament, they could do it there. Second thing, though, that's also very, very significant for Wakaiva Golf Course is, it, as I said, it's in the protection area. So there are water resource opportunities. I'm not going to get totally into that, but there are water resource and, and, and uh, consumptive use permit opportunities that we can actually save, improve the quality and the quantity of the water that we have there and the water that's going in to the Wakaiva River. So all those things together, that's why we chose to buy those three. Now I'll tell you that we're not alone in this. One size does not fit all in golf courses and there's going to be others. And we are not going to be in the business of buying every golf course that somebody says he wants to put homes on. That's not going to happen. So people out there that you know that might have golf course, oh, let's go to Seminole County, you know, no, it's not going to happen. But, but let's look at um, Twin Rivers. Oviedo bought that. And that has become a great community amenity. And the University of Central Florida's golf course, the golf uh, um, club uses that and others use that, and that's great. So they stepped to the plate. Castleberry, Castleberry stepped to the plate when they bought uh, the Castleberry golf course. And that, that's a wonderful community asset. I know my cousin plays golf there every weekend, you know, and it's, it's inexpensive, it's a nice golf course. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's another another place that people can have enjoy the quality of life in Seminole County. But then there's others that need to stay in private hands. I'll take, for example, Sable, Sable uh, uh, Point, Sable Club. They had been fighting uh, with the owner for over 14 years, 12 years, I think, when I came into office. I brought everybody together, sat them down. I said, okay, what are we gonna do here? It was not, it was right on the Wakaiva River, folks, right on the Wakaiva River. We had to do something, but the owner wanted to sell it. There was a buyer that wanted to build in there. So we, after 14 hours, literally two days, 14 hours of negotiations between the homeowners associations, the owners and, and the, um, the developer, we came up with a plan. Kyle Riva built a beautiful project called the Alexander on, on Sable Points, won numerous awards, and it was built around the clubhouse. He bought all the land. Then the owner donated the land to the, um, the east, in and around to those homeowners associations. And the uh, developer uh, of, of uh, the Alexander donated the other land conservation land, all the other holes to the Homeowners Association and became a member of the Homeowners Association essentially in perpetuity, put a million dollars into conservation, 
this is right up against um, the Wakaiba. So even though that golf course is not open, it has become an amenity because it is a conservation area that the homeowners enjoy, the homeowners maintain, and the homeowners have received money from the developer to maintain it. And it's interesting enough that after that, I was very proud of the, that, that, that negotiation, but they had to take it back to five homeowners associations. There's five homeowners associations in, in, in Sable Club. And you know what the vote was? Any of you, the member of homeowners associations, you know how difficult it is to get any type of agreement. It was 402 to two. And so we were very proud of that also. So one size does not fit all in golf courses. Seminole County will tell you right now, we're not gonna buy every golf course that comes on the market. But the three that we did buy were valued for the future as well as the present is something that will continue as all these other things that I've indicated to you maintain our quality of life here in Seminole County. And all of them in different ways will be amenities to each and every one of you. And now with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Rick and Rick is gonna show you what kind of amenities they will be. All right, thank you, Commissioner. Make sure I've got this thing on. And by the way, each one of those votes was unanimous by the commission. So we have, we're all in agreement that this is the right way to move forward. Please. Thank you. So I'm going to take you quickly through the what exactly are we working on at all three of those locations. I'll start with the oddball first because this is the golf course that's still in operation. Um, going out to Wakaiva, so it's about 138 acres. County bought the whole operation, uh, and I'm talking about everything from the maintenance yard to you name it. The real important part of this, though, is that we continued the service on closing date. Now we had lots of lots of conversation about how are we going to maintain this this as a as a viable business, quite honestly, from the day we purchase it and forward, and we could not close it. So we worked with uh, contractor DTE Golf, signed a contract with them. They they will provide the main the uh, management of the golf course itself, and then we were able to on the day that we purchased it. The next day, all of the employees showed up to work the following day, and they all had a job. And the good news is is that we've kept everyone wanted to stay. So we've continued forward with that and folks we continue to get lots of great information from folks and feedback around the golf course and folks that are out on the golf course. But that doesn't mean we're just going to basically sit on our laurels and say congratulations we now have a golf course. Now what do we do? Um, we are in the process of getting, getting geared up for a number of projects that are already funded by the board uh, that will come during sort of the dog days of summer and there will be very noticeable improvements. We're going to redo all the cart paths. We're going to redo all the signs, all the T markers. So there's going to be some visual improvements made so that as we get back into the fall peak season and we start to ramp up to that point, folks are going to know, yes, we're serious about maintaining this as a golf course going forward. So let's jump to Deer Run. Uh, the, the pair were purchased on the exact same date going forward. As the commissioner had mentioned, we went through an enormous amount of due diligence over the span of, the, of that year, 2021. Uh, half a dozen commission meetings, um, two public meetings, workshops, um, and a couple of other meetings on top of that to make sure that we had everything in place. This is the layout of that course, another 138 acres, give or take, uh, but it's amazing to see how quickly nature will take over a place that is currently not being maintained. And, and even after, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and go back to the previous slide, because I want everybody to see, look at the homes around there. What would have happened there if we had not done that is there would just be more homes in there. So it would have been something that 
no one could enjoy and everybody would have had another cookie cutter backyard situation. Go ahead, no, I'm sorry. Absolutely. So first, thing, first things first, and we went through this, this experience on Rolling Hills, we've got to secure the property. And that includes all of the major assets that the, that the county invested in right off the bat. Uh, and in this case, we've got a clubhouse that can be reused. And we said from the start, this would be a great opportunity to adapt that clubhouse to public use. But we need to seal up the building first, so we're working on that right now. Um, really getting us down to where we're now maintaining the property at the same level that we maintain all of our parks, even though the place isn't open as such. That way it keeps, it makes the residents understand that yes, we are in here, we're not gonna let this sit dormant, we're gonna move forward with this investment on, in the county, in them, and in their property, which will, they will be able to see an increase in the values, as, as Commissioner said. Really where we're going right now is now that we've got those things put together, we're gonna take the plans that we had drawn up during due diligence and we're gonna work with the parks planner. That RFP went out in January. We've gone through the interview process and on May, May the 24th, we were able to award a design contract with GAI out of Orlando. GAI is actually working on our Rolling Hills project and a little project in downtown Orlando called Lake Eola and that redevelopment project. So we're happy to have them as part of the team. But we we're going to take those ideas that we had going through due diligence an idea of what it is we'd like to do there. We've had all of these vetted during community meetings and then get with these designers to figure out how we get the biggest bang for our buck. Um, our estimates say our first phase was probably gonna be an $8 million phase um, with construction costs being what they are. It'll be a lot higher than that. Um, we need to make sure we can do a good plan and get that implemented as quickly as we can so that we're again showing progress and making investments in the community. So as I said, we've hired those folks. This fall we hope to get get started with the master plan. And this will be done with the residents, it will be done with all the communities as well. And anyone from Seminole County will be invited to participate in this particular project. So where we're going with on Deer Run is where we're at right now with Rolling Hills. Deer Run purchased at the end of 2021. Rolling Hills was purchased uh, in August of 2018. So we've had the ability to do a little bit of planning work and a lot of cleanup out at Rolling Hills. The plan that's very difficult for you to see because there's a lot going on on the ground floor. We hired GAI to say we would like an implementable first stage. We need to build the, the good bones. We need to put the backbone of this project together that will set us up for years to come and continually making investments and reinvestments in this community. So we had a phase one master plan approved by the board in October of 2020. It is mainly along the lines of, of a passive park and we really needed to have, make sure that we had a good solid vision for the development of this property. So we looked at probably some of the most iconic parks in America. And if you talk about some of those that popped to mind, anyone familiar with Central Park in New York? Looking at the way that that particular project was designed, we wanna make this project look like it grew naturally this way. So that as it continues to grow, Seminole, Seminole County are our nat natural choice. Um, this park will be sort of the living environment of that going forward. So we've gone through a lot of uh, images, a lot of ideas, kicking all of those, those particular things around. And when we got to the Board of County Commissioners in 2020, this is a photograph of Lake Jeanette, the center of the course. What if with our phase one development, we were able to do something that looks a little bit like this? What if a little further up, this, up the, uh, the fairway, this used to be the first fairway, looking back at Lake Jeanette, we're able to do a four mile path throughout the entire property and we're gonna make this ADA compatible. So creating some switchback ramps in some of the steepest grade areas will, will allow us to do that. 
we've put that into the phase one plan. And we put into the phase one plan the ability for this project to continue to grow literally over time. So have a good phase one. We also did that vision plan that says as opportunities arrive, arise and as more money is found, wherever that may be, there are opportunities for us to continue the redevelopment of this project. So we'll look for everything from county funding, working with volunteer groups like CERV, we've worked with UF and IFAS, they've been out there already to, to, uh, to help us as well. And then the pa Parks Foundation really clicked on to an idea that, that branched out of the development of this project, the idea of creating a playground that we do not currently have here in Seminole County. And that's a playground that's specifically designed for kids of all abilities. I mean all, it's just not physical, it's also developmental. Especially on the, um, the fastest growing concern that we have is on the autism spectrum. And there's certain things that you design into a playground that way. The pictures that you're seeing is one that was developed in the city of Lakeland called Common Ground. You see that price, stop, price tag on there, and that was back in 20, 2007. Luckily we have the same designers working on this project and on Deer Run as well. So we have the opportunity to really break ground with something that is so desperately needed in our community and we're gonna cite it here at Rolling Hills. So we asked our designers to take a, take a spot and say where could this be located and could we develop something like that here? This got the community so fired up. We had a, um, a fundraiser um, in February of 2019 and if that date sounds familiar to anyone, two weeks later <laughs> we all found out what COVID was like. So to say that we kind of ran into a speed bump there with COVID, that's exactly what happened. That being said, during that particular time, the board loved this idea so much to the point that they funded a million dollars toward its completion. So we've added that to phase one. So as we're moving forward here, and this is what's going on with Rolling Hills, we'll have new development drawings uh, back to the public here this summer with the hopes that we will be out to bid by the end of this calendar year and under construction in 2023 with phase one. Now again, the idea is we don't want to be short-sighted with any of this. We want to have an exciting vision for Deer Run. We want to have an exciting vision for Wakaiva as well as what we've been able to do for Rolling Hills. So I'll show you this just little video here to show you what this might look like here in, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Can we turn the lights out? Maybe it'd be easier for people to see. Yeah. So this is what used to be the ninth Thank hole. You and we're looking back to where the clubhouse used to be. The idea that as this, this park continues to mature, it fills out, it has the room to do so. And that anyone of any ability, ADA accessibility, you name it, has the ability to be at this park and be able to enjoy it, whether it's with a group, whether it's by yourself, whether you're, taking a, a, you're using the exercise path, whatever it might be. But this becomes knitted not just into the existing neighborhood of Rolling Hills, but for all of Seminole County as well. So right here, that's, that little uh, stage area is what used to be the ninth green. And as we cross one of the existing streets there, you'll kind of catch a glimpse of Lake Jeanette there that was visible from the old clubhouse if you'd been to that uh, when it was still open. Again, the idea that you could have folks on bicycle, rollerblading, or just out for a nice stroll. Um, right now, we still have folks playing golf, which is pretty challenging with no holes and <laughs> no, no other infrastructure. Um, but that's part of the plan going forward. And the idea that again, uh, throughout the course of the day, we could have different spots for different, different things for you to do in this park. The bottom line being is that we're doing it deliberately. We're adding quality back into the neighborhood. We're continuing to reinvest into what makes Seminole County great. So with that being said, that's an 
awful lot of information that we've got up there. If you'd like to contact us for more information, there's uh, commissioner's email address is mine. If you'd like to get more information on where we are and where we're going with Wakiva in Deer Run, please go to our website. Just type in the search, Deer Run, Wakiva. That's, that's my computer right there. Um, if you'd like more information on the Parks Foundation and what they're doing to help raise additional dollars for the playground at Rolling Hills, there's their information. We've got a Rolling Hills um, dedicated website at that particular location. You will find literally hours of fun and entertainment while you're there. Um, and we'll be launching a, uh, a new website for Deer Run as we get into this new contract with our, um, with our designers. So with that, that was a whirlwind uh, show and hopefully you get an idea of what some of the things we're doing in all three of those locations. Yeah, we did talk pretty quick, but we had 20 minutes and we wanted to leave a few minutes for any questions. I think you can see that we're really looking at the opportunity for the not only present, but for the future and not just the communities around those golf courses, but all of the residents of Seminole County to be able to enjoy these uh, wonderful outdoor amenities. Questions? Yes, sir. Um, thank you guys so much. Seems like you're obviously super informed and a ton of work and diligence. Thank you for the presentation. Um, this plan looks phenomenal. I'm just curious, has there been any concept or mention of trying to utilize any natural or like original um, local plant life, trees and things like that when we're designing this new park? From the commission standpoint, we, we want everything to be Florida natural. And I think that um, the, the parks and rec and Rick has got that message, but he is in 100% agreement to that. Um, that everything is going to be Florida natural. It's gonna be looking out that we don't have to use water, that we don't need to use, um, that it's all gonna be landscaped uh, under, it, you know, people use this too often because it's really not definable, but Florida friendly landscaping. Yeah, yeah definitely, it's Florida's natural choice. We wanna make sure that we, we take that seriously as we go through the design. We want to save water that was, you know, available. I use the word consumptive use permits. I think a lot of you do understand what that means, but we want to save the water that we already had ability to get. We don't want to use that. And fertilizers either. Yes, ma'am. Uh, okay, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I'll let the guy with the mic control who's going to talk. Real quick, I live rather close to um, the Castleberry one, and there's been heavy rumors that there actually is apartments or condos going into that area. Is that true or false? That is always the rumor. I know. You know, and, and, and always, the, you know, the, the funny thing about it is none of these places were, were guaranteed that they were going to have housing development on there. We would have had to change the zoning. And I know one commissioner would have been very, it would have been very hard to convince that that was the right thing to do there. Um, so I don't know if, if, if those would have ever happened. I can't tell you, you know, around that area, if there's anything uh, coming down, either in Castleberry or here right now, I don't know of any, but I can tell you on that land and on the land that we own there, no, we're going to build a park. I'm sorry? So that was great news. Yes. So yeah. No, we're not selling part of it for something else. Now in Rosenwald, we, you know, just to give you an example, we're gonna do a private-public partnership. We're gonna build senior housing facilities that are available for the community, at the same time putting amenities there. So sometimes we will do 
both, but in this case, Rolling Hills, Wakaiba, and Deer Run, absolutely none. Yes, ma'am. Here's Ms. Bauer. Yeah, guilty. Um, is the county still open to pursuing business partnerships to try and see if we can bring some of the public-private fundraising aspects to further what's going on at Rolling Hills, Deer Run, and Wakaiba? The short answer there is yes. Uh, and that's one of the great things is that the work that the foundation can do is to assist in those kinds of relationships and partnerships that are beneficial to everyone. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunity to do that, and we'd like to continue to do so going forward. But let me give you an example. It's not development like you had passed. It's not development. What it's like is, you know, we tore down the old Rolling Hills um, clubhouse. I went there for Rotary for years. That's that was torn down. We knew it wasn't available. But there might be something that takes its place, and there might be some amenities and some working relationships with some businesses, whether it's a sandwich shop or whatever it might be, to go in there that would be amenable and complement the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the park. The same thing goes with uh, Deer Run. That clubhouse was in pretty good shape. Yeah. We're going to upgrade it and improve it, and we will use it for community and and county events. The one in, in um, Bukaiva, because that's still going to be a golf course, we went over there and we were amazed at what an underutilized facility that is. I mean, it needs improvements, but the second floor has, the second floor has a um, fire, uh, you know, not a fire pit, whatever, uh, you know, a, a chimney and a fire and, and a, a panoramic view of, of the, the area. I mean, it would be such a great clubhouse facility um, and, and, and community room facility. So we've got a lot of different opportunities in there and just, just improving the entrances in some of those cases would be something that we're going to do also that would make a great amenity. So yeah, we've got ideas um, all over the place, but that's why we hired somebody to make sure that we do it right. Yeah, the, uh, the clubhouse that the commissioner was referring to, it's a, it's a fantastic opportunity. It has no elevator. Has no elevator. Yeah. Never had an elevator. Never had, and yeah. yeah. Can't get up there. Nope. <laughs> but takes, we're going to get there. Minutes. We're, yeah, we're exactly. going to get there. Yeah. Other questions? Somebody. Yes, sir. That I and you, again, I'm I'm heading into. Here's what I know. Um, that is privately owned, and know that there had been some several development um, development potential plans that they were discussing with the city. Um, how and what that becomes, don't know at this particular point. But that's at least what it was look, being looked at for. And that would be something that the city would have to do. Yeah. I see Jason's ready to kick us off. Is there any other any other questions? I know these folks would be happy to stick around and talk with anybody who would like to uh, uh, have any other additional questions. But please give them a round of applause. Thank you very much for this morning. That was great. A lot of great information. And as it relates to the business community, remember, 
As Commissioner Constantine stated, we get rated very, very highly on a lot of things like quality of life, and that stems from the place that people like to come to a place that's awesome. Nobody moves to a place that's not. And so when you have all of these amenities and you have site selectors coming in to look at moving their businesses or you as a business owner are thinking about should I expand or should I move, these are the kinds of amenities that keep people here and keep our quality of life very high. Uh, it's one of those things that you think, well, maybe I'd like to have something else. Well, maybe, but everybody likes this. So this is great. Thank you guys very much for what you're doing and what you're doing to make sure that we continue to have Seminole County as be the place uh, that I love where I grew up. If you're not a member yet, please see Dina. If you sign up before you leave the building, she will credit your ticket price. Uh, announce the door prize winner that was on the card provided to me. You ready? William Schinker. William? There he is. Just, re just introduced. <clears throat> We hope to see you all at our 2022 annual chamber party at Top Golf at Lake Mary on June 23rd. Make sure you purchase your tickets, tournament entries, and private bays today for a fun night uh, with our membership. You'll notice your card on the table. We have 10 events in June coming up, which is a slow month for us. Um, nominations for the 2022 Seminole Business Awards are open through Friday, June 10th. Make sure you nominate your favorite business so they have a chance to get recognized in, a brand new, in some brand new award categories this year. Don't forget to register for your favorite council events. Thank you to Topgolf, Next Horizon, J. Wayne Miller Company, the Orlando Law Group, Advent Health, and Waste Pro for sponsoring this event. Thank you, as always, to GS Cats Photos uh, for taking such great photos. Thank you to the Lake Mary Events Center for having us and make it a great Seminole County Day. Thank you all.